Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we get together about twice a week to discuss God's Word, God's principles in our lives, and what we've been chewing on to encourage you with, and uh, give you a little peek behind the curtain of our own personal hearts and ministries and anything we're involved in. So this week, we've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Thank you. What's the temperature like in here? Is this adequate? I am comfortable, so you're probably hot. I'm a little bit warm. Mm-hmm. I took my coat off. <laughs> took my coat off. Um, Jamie, you are the director of women's ministry. Yes. You guys are popping. You guys are always got something going on. There's always something fun going on, which is great. Yes, it is great. You guys, it's been always such a blessing to hear all the stories and see all the women involved mm-hmm. and, you know, think about all the families that impacts and children and husbands and whatever. And it's just neat to see. You got lots of awesome women at UFC. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And you guys are leading them well. You are um, wrapping up one study. Yes. And then going right into the next one. We are. And um, we're finishing up simplicity right now. So Mm -hmm. we've got one more week and we've been taking time looking at just the simplicity of our time in our time and our words and our resources and it's all wrapped up in the idea that simplicity is being singly focused mm-hmm. singly focused on Jesus and what that looks like so we're going from that directly into Philippians we've called it rejoice that's one of the main themes of Philippians and we're going to be starting that up February 9th that's so exciting. Yeah. And can people sign up on the website for that? Indeed. Okay. Um, please do sign up on the website. You can also sign up at the connections table on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Timony or you or Jamie. Indeed. One of us will be there. You're always there. <laughs> you guys are faithful at that. So yeah, university-fellowship.com slash events or on the front page, you should be able to find the sign up you ladies who want to be a part of that, Indeed. which I encourage you to be yeah. a part of it. So, so with the the simplicity wrapping itself up, mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? Well, one of the things that I've really been chewing on as we've been going through simplicity is the idea of simplicity with our words. And I really hadn't thought of it in that context until Brianna brought it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so just this whole week I've been thinking more about that in relationship to what I tell myself internally, how I'm speaking to others, and even my prayer life, how I'm speaking heavenward. Okay. So, simplicity in our words. Is this, and I'm going to employ what little philosophy I know, (laughs) Occam's razor, the principle that the simplest way something can be done or said is usually the best. Is it just cutting back our words and, and doing a direct, clear Um, condensed form of communication or is there more or is it that plus other Mm -hmm. things? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's similar to when we talked about last time about our resources, Mm -hmm. how we think about Marie Kondo as making it simple where we're cutting everything away um, and just having what's, what's left behind. But I think simplicity is showing us that it's not necessarily just getting rid of things, Mm -hmm. but how we are focused on things. You like Parks and Rec or uh, The Office? I have heard much about it, but I have not seen it. <laughs> so do you lot. have a good Office yeah, reference I for do. me? Where Kevin, who's <laughs> one of accountant, he says, why use many words when few words do trick? <laughs> <laughs> so my son has a game called Poetry for Neanderthal. I also have that game. Yes. That's and, a good one. And so you have to give clues to your teammates, but they all have to be single syllable words. Yes. Otherwise you get hit with a 
bonked. Bonked with a, an inflatable stick. My six-year-old loves to be the bonker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yes. a big fan of that role. <laughs> but I don't think that's quite what simplicity is talking okay. about. You can speak in multi-syllable words. Okay, that's good. still be simple. Challenging for some of us, myself included, but... <laughs> Yeah. So what is the what is the heart behind simplicity in our words? Mm-hmm. Well, when we look at James 3, it gives us this picture of the tongue. And so starting in verse 3, it says, When we put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can make the whole animal turn. Or if we ships, excuse me, or take ships as an example, although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it is itself set on fire by hell. Whoa. All kinds of animals, birds, seas, reptiles, and creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. And so just thinking about how small our tongue is and yet what huge impact for both good and evil our Mm -hmm. tongue can be, we really do need to step aside and evaluate how we're using our words. And are we using them in a way that is focused on Jesus and blessing others and praising God, or are we using it in that cursing way? Yeah. Yeah. My mind is spinning when I think about that. I'm I'm reminded of the principle, I think it's a proverb of uh, better to keep your mouth shut than prove you're a mm-hmm. fool. Mm-hmm. Or, well, there's lots of good proverbs yeah. about our speech. Yeah. Or it's not what goes into your mouth that uh, corrupts defiles you or defiles you, yep, mm-hmm. but what comes out. Because that is an expression of the heart, the inner man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And you even get really fun ones like Brianna, which said it's now her favorite verse. Like a madman shooting firebrands or deadly arrows is a man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. <sighs> you know, so yeah. there's all different word pictures that we have of the power of our tongue mm-hmm. um, that with the Holy Spirit's help, we can live simplis- simply in our words and not just convolutedly with how we speak to ourselves and to others and to our heavenly father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a million ways that that can go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet it seems to be the, the simplest, (laughs) but one of the most difficult things to really rear properly, you know, whether it's gossip or criticism Mm -hmm. or. Oh, there's all different kinds of ways that we can, uh, use our words poorly. I mean, we can use our words to build ourselves up and not others. Mm-hmm. We can exaggerate as we're telling stories. We can make excuses for why we're not doing things. We tear other people down with our words all the time with gossip and anger and sarcasm. And we use our words to control others. We can stonewall or we can flatter them. You mm-hmm. know, someone's not saying words is an issue there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes we don't control our own tongue and we'll talk in excess or we'll interrupt people. And there's all different kinds of ways that we can use our tongues in an ungodly way, Mm -hmm. a non-simple way. Yeah, I remember somewhere around being just a fresh adult. I don't know if I was 19 or 20, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there. 
And it, it occurred to me, and I was in a social setting, so I'm witnessing other people, it's kind of a small group, and it was like people could not climb over each other fast enough to mm-hmm. get room to talk. Yes. And it was like something clicked in my brain and I thought, holy cow, I could just not talk. Mm-hmm. Like that's a totally viable option. <laughs> <laughs> like it was mind boggling to mm-hmm. think my contribution doesn't necessarily need to be made every time. Mm-hmm. But but we do. We've got that compulsion to, to we want to be heard. We yeah. want to be known. And there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. as long as we're also aware of the others around us. Yeah. And what that's doing to build them up mm-hmm. or to them down. So that it comes down to, once again, the motivation of the heart. And using your words simply might look different than using my words simply or even different in situation mm-hmm. different situations we have to follow the the leading of the holy spirit yeah. in those different situations as to how to use our words well i was talking to lou uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. just sharing with him how i used to really uh savor poking people in the eye um you know i i there was something that I relished about it just to be ornery. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't trying to be mean or malicious, mm-hmm. but I was trying to be a little irritating. And um, thankfully the Lord has really grown me out of that. But but it really is such a temptation for us to be sucked into something that we don't even think about, but is just like right there at the tip of our tongue, mm-hmm. pun intended. You're welcome, everybody <laughs> home, um, to, to hurt somebody or to just to be out of control, which... Mm-hmm. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, and if we can irritate somebody, that means we're, in essence, have a control over that person. Yeah. And so even if it's not completely malicious, mm-hmm. it's still the wrong motive. Totally. Um, in in the, that form of communication. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, then what does it look like to speak simply yeah. to others? And, you know, you, you have some ideas? Ooh, let me think. What is it? <laughs> well, I think just not talking is probably... I think for me, I've mm-hmm. seen the most impact from that. And it's the simplest. You just don't. Mm-hmm. You think about it and you go, hmm, I don't. But that's <laughs> thought through. Yes. So the words that do come out are sincere mm-hmm. and they're thought through. They're not just off the cuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that shows a real hospitality and care for the other person. Yes. I mean, many of these I'm sure probably do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we can use our words to encourage others mm-hmm. and we can have words that are gracious and uh, what's the verse about being gracious and filled with salt, seasoned with salt? Something along those lines. Yes. Our words. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. That sounds like a Bible verse. <laughs> it's in one of Paul's books. Um, but, you know, to have, have that speech that is truthful, but still gracious mm-hmm. and, um, and welcoming. And there is that aspects of silence. Mm-hmm. We don't listen often. We want it to be more about us than about the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slow to speak, quick to listen, slow yeah. to anger. And I think um, maybe you can share some of your strategies or what you've observed, but mm-hmm. I think one good indicator is if we're if we're watchful, we'll see other people tell us that there's a problem mm-hmm. by their body language, by their behavior, by whether or not they accept our phone calls. <laughs> if they if they duck and dodge, you know, during the meet and greet, they don't want to talk to us at church or whatever. Usually, there's we we can see kind of a pattern of mm-hmm. people go. Oh, Chris, it, he has nothing but negative stuff to say. 
Mm-hmm. He always wants to complain about how hard his life is or something, you know, those things. And you kind of pick up on that. Yes. So have you ever witnessed your words making a visible impact or have you made conscious adjustments to see mm-hmm. your words produce life in people? Well, I like what you you said in that you're aware of kind of what other people are showing you around you. Um, I also draw on my own personal experience. I know that, you know, if somebody says something negative or hurtful, it feels like it can ruin the rest of my day. Yeah. Whereas on the flip side, if somebody says something kind to me, it can totally change the outlook of the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. And just being aware of that, it's like, well, how do I want to be towards other people? Yeah. Well, I know it really made me feel good mm-hmm. um, and was blessed by somebody being genuine and sincere and thoughtful with their words mm-hmm. and get, using their words to tell me something kind. And so can I then turn around and do that? Yeah. I appreciate your emphasis on thoughtful because that can be really the difference between just an, a fine time mm-hmm. to something that really is truly impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have people that we we know when we're talking, they're listening mm-hmm. and they're they're going to be articulate in their response to you, whether it's about your day or your interests mm-hmm. or, or a question it's, you have. It's not flattery, mm-hmm. but it's at the same time actually using your words to say something positive, mm-hmm. which I often find myself, I'm, I've been talking about this even with my husband, like how can I intentionally remember to say thank you for something? Or when I notice something that somebody's done in even including my kids, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> remembering to say that right um, to them. Instead of just assuming, ah, they know I'm thankful for that or that I love them Mm -hmm. or that they did a good job with that. And instead actually using my words to do that. Yeah. What better place to get training on that than at the home where you... There's plenty of opportunities. (laughs) There really are. (laughs) I think it's pretty commonplace to understand that that your your family really can get the worst of you sometimes if you're not Mm -hmm. careful and... um, and and just to be able to show them what that looks like, I know I'm. I try to be intentional about saying thank you to my little, my little one, six and under. And um, you know, it could be like, <laughs> like one of my kids is, you know, her head spinning. She's got pea soup shooting out of her mouth like The Exorcist, and she's doing <laughs> carousel, you know, somersaults in the living room trying to attack me. And if she obeys, then she's going to get that polite. Thank you for doing that, even though maybe my blood is boiling. And <laughs> yeah, well, and whatever you want people to do to you, I mean, it's, this, it's the golden rule mm-hmm. in that regard. You know, if, if you want uh, a friend that's a certain way, be that friend. If mm-hmm. you want to be that parent or that spouse, be that parent or that spouse first. And so it's it's taking that initiative um, as opposed to just waiting it for it to happen to you. I have observed recently, it's been a common theme that I'm seeing a pattern arise that so much of our life is sitting around wanting the same thing as everyone else, yes, but wanting someone else to do it first. Exactly. Say hello, build relationships, yes. invite to the house, coffee, whatever. We're all kind of sitting around going, boy, I sure wish so-and-so would say hi to me. Or, or somebody would invite me over. Well, yeah. you invited somebody else right. over. Start there. Right. And mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, maybe not, but I really, I tr- have tried to make it a goal that everybody I talk to knows how I feel about them. Mm-hmm. There's no mistake. And that I feel good about them and that I'm excited to see them. And again, not in a flattery, not in a superficial way, but, but genuinely, I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't, I've spent a lot of time, you know, 
agonizing Mm -hmm. over (laughs) how does so-and-so feel about me? Are they upset with me? Or I sure hope, you know, so-and-so likes me. And, um, and I've just made it a goal to really be caring and listen Mm -hmm. well and, and try to make somebody feel seen when they're around me. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. And that comes from a place, like you said, of being singularly focused on Christ in our words. Mm -hmm. Christ in our words. And it's the same with our relationship with our Heavenly Father, too. Yeah, so how does it show up in in that? Well, often we can find ourselves just using our Heavenly Father as uh, like a— I, I'm asking for everything, like a genie. Mm-hmm. And, Vending and machine. Exactly. Or we can try to manipulate him with our prayers or, um, you know, we're, we're kind of fearful as we approach him. Mm-hmm. And yet that's not what we are called to do as we are focused with him. We can be honest with him. I mean, mm-hmm. look at those Psalms. You know, go chop my enemy's arms off, you know, <laughs> yeah. but Lord, you are good and we will trust in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all different kinds of things along those lines. I mean, we can treat him like a friend. We can praise him. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, we can be silent mm-hmm. and we can listen to him too. And so we interact with him much like we do those around us. Sure. And just being aware of that. How do we treat our heavenly father with our words? Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that he is, he is waiting yeah. and listening. Yeah. One of the things that I frequently encounter is people, and this is a little embarrassing. I may have mentioned this to a podcast. I'm that's you're getting the rear and upset everyone. I only have so many stories. Okay. Um, you know, I've got, I've had friends say, Oh, Chris, you're so good at praying. You're so eloquent. And for me, that's a little bit embarrassing. Like mm-hmm. that's not something I try to do or I'm striving to do, but it provides a great opportunity where I get to say like, you don't like you're three-year-old. You're not like, mm, only one syllable of words, huh? Yeah. And then you bonk them. <laughs> <laughs> Full only circle. during the game. <laughs> yeah. Only during the game. <laughs> you're, you're eager that they're there. Yes. That they sought you out. And they said, we, we talk to the Lord the same way we talk to anybody else. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be eloquent. In fact, you, you use your many words as if you'll be heard because of them, you know? But now you don't pray like a three-year-old, but That's you started pl- praying like a three-year-old. Oh, certainly. And so you know, there's there's always room for growth as mm-hmm. we grow in our relationship with God and our words and our vocab, our spiritual vocabulary. Yeah, all of that becomes part of it. Yeah, but there's no has to be done this way. Mm-hmm. way. Yeah, it can be tempting to be dogmatic. Yes. Sometimes we just <laughs> want to do the right thing, and we still manage to screw that up occasionally. <laughs> You ever been there? Oh, yes. More times than I wanted <laughs> to count. I'm going to insert this foot right directly into my mouth. Um, We're talking about words, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's deeply practical. Has mm-hmm. the response been real positive? It has. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been really challenging. We've had some very personal things that we've talked about as this whole study has just been kind of rubber where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. We have so many different things where we study and we dig deep, but we have to also learn how to apply it. Mm -hmm. And so this this whole month of exploring the spiritual discipline has been, well, what does this look like in our life? And that's why we've had all these different ways that we can experiment with it and try it and analyze what we're doing on a daily basis so that it can just become part of how we live not just in our head, but in our hands as well. Yeah. Has to make that transfer. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it sounds like the the Bible study has been a wonderful encouragement. I know my mm-hmm. wife has really enjoyed it. And I'm excited to hear how Rejoice goes. Yes, in, me too. In two weeks? The ninth. Is that two weeks? The ninth of February? Ninth, two weeks from Thursday, of this coming Thursday. Okay. So Thursday, the 27th. 
I don't know what day today is, Jamie. In a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so the 9th on Thursday, and are yes. you doing m- morning and evening as well? We are doing morning and evening, okay. same time, same pattern. So y'all got no excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Come join us. Yeah, they've been so encouraging and building relationships and... Um, have all been, it seems like really spiritually enriching mm-hmm. for all the women involved. So Indeed. sign up for that online. If by some, you know, horrible active, I don't know, uh, you don't get signed up, still come, mm-hmm. but sign up. It helps support the women's ministry and knowing headcount and all those things. And um, also, if you sign up, you get our weekly email. Yes. But you guys have been mm-hmm. so diligent to send out those weekly yeah. emails and updates and. Um, all kinds of valuable content goes out that way. So sign up for that if you're not. And uh, stop by the connections table. There's mm-hmm. always at least one person from women's ministry there, if mm-hmm. not two or three. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie, thanks so much for making the time. You're most welcome. I thanks for having it. me. Yes. And listener, we will get you on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's Word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples. Disciples.